السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين وقال الله تعالى كل نفس ذائقة الموت صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم my respected honorable علماء respected and beloved brothers in Islam our elders and our young ones if we calculate the number of times that we recite Surah Al-Fatiha Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen in our lives and if we take it over 60 years of our life then we are reading the Surah over 500,000 times 500,000 is the very bare minimum every rakat of every namaz either we hear Imam Saab recite it or we are reciting it and hence we will understand that there is a very very important message that Allah wa ta'ala wants to reinforce within ourselves. Amongst these ayat, the ayat that I recited, You alone, O Allah. And before that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Allah's rahmah, ar-Rahman rahim Before that, Allah speaks about the fact that Allah is the Raziq, Allah Ta'ala is the sustainer of the entire universe. And then Allah Ta'ala says, Maliki Yawmiddin, that this Rahman and this Rahim Allah, this most merciful, most compassionate Allah. In other ayats, Allah Ta'ala describes Himself as Ghafiri Dham wa Qabili Tawbah, that Allah Ta'ala forgives them. Whether we ask for forgiveness, Allah Ta'ala forgives. We don't ask for forgiveness, Allah Ta'ala forgives. Waqabili Tawb, we make Tawbah, we repent to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala forgives. We've come to the masjid, we are making our wudu, we wash our faces, we do not even know silently as the water drips off of, of, of our face the sins of that face is getting washed away. We wash our hands. As we're washing our hands, and as the water drops, that Allah who is ghafiru dham, that Allah is causing those sins to drop. Our Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, until that portion that is below the nail on the fingertip, if that portion could have committed a sin, 
if that portion could have committed a sin, we may have forgotten. Allah wa Taala has not forgotten. Allah wa Taala forgives that sin also. We wash our feet, and as we washing our feet, we don't know the kind of sins we had committed. Allah Badi Taala knows, and Allah Taala is having them dropped away, drop by drop, drop by drop. Those sins are being forgiven. It comes in the riwayat. We've completed our wudu and learned this dua also. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. Kalima shahada, second kalima we all know. Allahumma jalni min al-tawabin. Oh Allah, make me from those who excessively make tawbah. Wa jalni min al-mutatahirin. And oh Allah, keep me from those who are absolutely pure. Inward purity, pureness of the heart, purity of our iman, purity of our yaqeen in Allah, inner purity, outer purity. Read that dua, Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that the eight doors of Jannah will be opened for you. Simple deeds, great reward, great appreciation by Allah wa ta'ala. We've come to the masjid. If there were eight doors open here, we can only enter through one door. Sayyidina Abu Bakr in another hadith regarding another issue, he said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, all eight doors open, we can only enter from one door. Nabi Epaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Abu Bakr, I've got this hope that those eight doors will be open for you. But the important thing is, this is the welcome that Allah wa ta'ala will grant us. That is Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Then Allah Ta'ala introduces us to another quality of Allah, Maliki Yawmiddin. Malik, owner. Yawmiddin, the day of judgment. Allah is the owner of the day of judgment. So is Allah not the owner of today, Friday? Is Allah not the owner of tomorrow, Saturday? Yesterday, Thursday? Allah is the owner of every day. Time belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is Allah Ta'ala that determines the length of the day, the shortness of the day, the length of the night, the shortness of the night. All of that is the determination of Allah Rabbul Izzat. But Allah wa Ta'ala wants to show respect. Once Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala who had started his tahajjud salat. And in that tahajjud salat, in that tahajjud namaz, he started Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. And he came to Maliki Yawmiddin. He came to Maliki Yawmiddin, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala who didn't go forward. The whole night he carried on reading Maliki Yawmiddin, Maliki Yawmiddin, Maliki Yawmiddin. And he cried and he sobbed. He cried and he sobbed. What was this condition on Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu? What was the situation of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu? He understood in this world, in this dunya, you and I may be owners, we may be malik, we may be owners of maybe a quarter acre of land, or maybe a thousand hectares of land. We may be owning some clothing, we may be owning some motor vehicle. But my brothers, on that day of Qiyamah when we stand in front of Allah Ta'ala, Kufatan Urat, we will be barefooted. We will not even have what we will call a chumple, forget a boot or a shoe. We will not even have socks. 
We will not have clothing, leave clothing. Not even one thread will be in our ownership on that day. We are going to be absolutely unclothed, barefooted, standing in front of Malikul Mulk, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then the accountability is going to begin. That is what came to Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu at that time. Our ownership in this dunya is a very superficial ownership. In our words, in our terms, it's a spaza ownership. We have spaza shops. We are spazas in our ownership. We are going to leave it or it is going to leave us. We are going to move forward without anything. And hence Allah Bari Ta'ala is reminding us and now Allah Ta'ala is saying to us that say, make this affirmation, make this proclamation. Do it for yourself, to yourself. na'bud. Oh Allah, you alone do we worship. We worship nobody else. In other words, our ibadat, O oh Allah, is only for you. Now there are two aspects that we, I want to go through very quickly. One is, we are abid, we are worshippers of Allah. And the other aspect is, I'm not only a worshipper of Allah, I am also the slave of Allah, abd. One is, I am an abd of Allah, I am the slave of Allah. And the other is, I am the worshipper of Allah. A worshipper will make the ibadat of Allah. A slave, he will understand that all conditions that come upon me, come upon me because of Allah and is happy. Sayyidina Hassan al-Basri, rahimahumullah, one purchased a slave from the slave market. And then as he was going, he asked the slave better, What's your name? An ordinary slave, but we will think unpar, untutored, illiterate. So the slave asked Hassan al-Basri, he was a tabi, he was one of the greatest of tabi'in. He learned from So you asked him, uncle, does a slave have a name which the master would give him? Brand. Whatever name you give me, my master, my mola, I am happy with that. Then Hassan al-Basri, rahimahumullah, asked him, Better, what would you like to eat? Any dietary preferences you have? Made vegan. He said, does a slave have a choice in all of this? Or would he eat what the master gives him to eat? Hassan al-Basri, rahimahumullah, fell unconscious. He fell unconscious. When he gained consciousness, somebody asked him, Sheikh, what happened to you? So he said to the person, that listen, I only purchased the slave. Of the slave is superficial. Allah is the Khaliq, Allah is the Malik, Allah is the Mola. But if this slave understood that he has no preferences, he has no desires, he will eat what the master tells him to eat, what the master gives him to eat, that is showing his appreciation to his master. Friends, you and I are supposed to be the abd, the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is supposed to be us, that what my Allah wants me to eat, what my Allah has decreed halal for me, that is what, what my Allah has made haram for me, 
then that is not permissible for me. How my Allah wants me to eat? How does my Allah want me to eat? My Allah wants me to eat in the manner that His most beloved Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam ate. So that is how I'm supposed to hand over myself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is that abd, this is that slave of Allah Rabbul Izzat, this is that abid, this is that, that we are not only going to worship Allah Rabbul Izzat, but we want to, we supposed to hand ourselves over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibrahim bin Adham, rahimahumullah, he was a very great wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one day a person came to him, and many of us have the same complaint, that I want to give up sin. I want to give up the disobedience of Allah. I'm tired of it. How much more am I going to go through this? I have made myself such a slave of this dunya, that I do not find time for myself. My earnings, I'm doing it the wrong way. I'm spending my time in haram. I'm listening to haram. I'm indulging in haram. I'm in haram company all the time. But I can't give up this sin. So, Ibrahim bin Adham, his history is he was a great king of his time. And he left all of that. He sacrificed the entire kingdom for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In his qissa it comes that once he was sleeping on his bed, he died. And as he was lying down in his bed and he somebody on his roof. And when he got up, he asked who's on the roof. So one person said, it is me. He said, what are you doing on my roof? I'm the king. So he replied, I'm looking for my camel that got lost. So he asked, who will look for a camel on top of the roof of a king? It is very far-fetched that a camel will go up a roof. So the reply came from the other side, who will find Allah in the comfort of his bed? If you are looking for Allah, leave the comfort of your bed. Now this Ibrahim bin Adham, so he said to this person, see my brother, if you say you cannot give up sin, then do yourself one favor. Stop eating, stop eating the ni'mats of Allah. These ni'mats of Allah, and now you are sinning and you breaking the commandments of Allah, these two don't go together. The abid, the worshipper of Allah, the abid, the slave of Allah, he will fulfill the requirements of being appreciative to Allah Rabbul Izzat. Allah Ta'ala complains in the Quran, إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لِرَبِّهِ لَكَنُودٍ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ takes qasam of the horses, the war horses that go out and they give their lives. It is not their war. They are not fighting the war. They are only the instrument, but they give their lives for their owners. And their owners are not their creators. And then after that Allah makes this statement. In other words, Allah is complaining about me and you. Certainly insan is unappreciative of Allah. What is the meaning of being unappreciative to Allah Rabbul Izzat? Innal insana li rabbihi Ulama have said three things. The first Allah has given us, the comfort of our homes, the motor vehicles that Allah has given us, the clothing and whatever else Allah has given us, our gaze pressed with it, but we forget the giver. 
We look at the bounty and we forget the bountiful Allah. Our young brothers will have a new pair of shoes, we begin to bounce. We have a and we forget Allah wa ta'ala. In the old days when the bridegroom used to come to the hall, they used to hoot. Now they come and they rev and they wake the whole neighborhood up. So they want to show all of this out, but they have forgotten Allah wa ta'ala. That is the first aspect. The second aspect is the bounty is from Allah. We use it in the disobedience of Allah. Allah forgive us all, all of us. We use it in the disobedience of Allah. And then the third is that life has, everything has opposites. It's day now, it will be night later. They are opposites. A person is healthy, well, and then this sickness, such is life. But a person that is ungrateful to Allah Ta'ala only remembers the difficulties, he forgets the ease. Complain all the time. How are you? You know, I was sick for 10 days, but today I'm fine. And tomorrow maybe I won't be well again. We just think about all the difficulties that we are going through. That is not the banda of Allah. Allah is that. He shows his appreciation to Allah Ta'ala. Bishar al-Hafi, rahimahumullah, as the Shaykh Muhammad Zakariya sahab, rahimahumullah, records this in Fadal al-Hajj. He says, Bishar al-Hafi was on the plains of Arafat, and he saw this one person, he saw this one person making dua to Allah Ta'ala, he's making iltija to Allah Rabbul Izzat, and he's saying to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that if I had to put this forehead, if I had to put this forehead on the rocks and the stones of the ground, nay, on hot needles and hot nails, and I could have felt that burn on my forehead, in other words, I would have gone through so much of difficulty to put that forehead onto the ground, then I would have not been able to appreciate of one ni'mat of Allah. One tenth of a tenth of a ni'mat of Allah. One tenth, ten percent of one tenth. Then he reflects and he says, no, one hundredth of a hundredth of Allah's one single ni'mat I would have never been able to appreciate. There was one person, Abu Ubaid, Abu Ubaid on the plains of Arafat. He was such a person that it comes in his biography that he would never look up to the sky because he used to feel shy for Allah Rabbul Izzat. Allah, you've given me so many ni'mats, Allah, you've given me so many ni'mats. And oh Allah, I have been unappreciative of all these ni'mats. But when he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is saying to Allah ta'ala, that how much I have slipped, oh Allah, how much I have slipped, I have erred, I have forgotten you. But Allah, you never forgot me. Allah, you never forgot me. A man can be in the middle of a pub, of a disco, in the middle of an act that is most abhorred by Allah, he can be the most disobedient, but Allah Ta'ala still gives him that fresh air to breathe. Allah Ta'ala still gives him that heart to pump. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala still gives him his ni'mat. Allah still gives him his rosy, his sustenance. That is Allah. That Allah have slept, O Allah, but you have never ever forgotten me. So brothers and friends, when we are saying this, Iyaka na'bud, 
then it is not only about the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, together with the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is also important that we give and hand over, do it whilst we are in this dunya. Do it whilst we are healthy, whilst we are within the frame of mind, hand ourselves over to Allah. And what that means, we become totally, totally obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Kullu nafsin dha'iqatul maut. Every nafs, every soul shall taste of death. Ya sahib al-mu'alla, qasri al-mu'alla, satudfanu an qareebin. O dweller of lofty mansions, a day is going to come when you are going to be buried under the ground. You could have been living in a jondal, you could have been living in a palace. You are definitely going to go below the ground. That time is going to come for everyone. لَهُ مَلَكٌ يُنَادِي كُلَّ يَوْمٍ لِدُولِ الْمَوْتِ وَبْنُولِ الْخَرَابِ Every day, there is an angel that is screaming out to us. We cannot hear it. لِدُولِ الْمَوْتِ That, O oh man and woman, you come into the bond of nikah, of marriage, and then you consummate, and then the child is born, is going to be born to live forever on the surface of this earth. وَبْنُوا kharab, Build whatever you want to build. Everything is going to be destroyed. Everything is going to be destroyed. That is the reality of it. Hand ourselves over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fariduddin Attar, rahimahumullah, was also a great wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And ulama have written, the changing point of his life was that once he was in his little ether shop, those of you that travel through Middle East or India, Pakistan, the eastern countries, and even here in South Africa also we see it, that these people that sell, sell atar, first of all the atar comes in glass, it comes in a bottle. And then you will see the shelves also is of glass. And that is not enough. Behind that also they'll have mirrors, glass. Everything is glass. So Farid did buying and selling, he's got a right to do so. An old person comes, Fakir comes, and he looks at Fariduddin Attar. Now sometimes it becomes a little bit annoying to us that the man comes to our shop, he stands in front of the door, he's not letting the other customers come in, he's also not buying. So Fariduddin Attar asked him, hey, Chacha, can I help you? He replied, no, you can't help me. He said, which other do you want? Can I give you something? If that time we come, even give something mahala, let him go. But this man was unrelenting. He said, there's nothing you can help me with. So what are you looking at? What are you looking at? He said, I'm looking at you. I'm not looking at your other. I'm looking at you. He said, what are you looking at me? So the old man told him, Fariduddin, your heart, your soul, your body, your limbs, your hair, your vessel, your blood, everything is attached to this glass. I wonder the day when Malakul Maut will come, 
and he will try to draw. Many of us were there when somebody was leaving this world. They could have been a ventilator. They could have been machinery. There was oxygen. There were doctors, specialists, super specialists. The army came. The Molana came. All of us just had to look. We made talqeen and we said, La ilaha illallah. But no science, no money, no power, no might in this world can stop that ruh from coming out. That is a known fact. No scientist can say we can delay the death. They announce his death a few days later. But nobody could stop that death. Nobody could change that time. Fariduddin, on your death, your everything is attached. And in fact, it comes in the hadith that now it's going to be like filth over thorns and that is going to be pulled. Would that filth move across those thorns? Brothers and friends, that was the reminder for Fariduddin Attar. But he said to this person, you mind your own business. You mind your own business. Let me carry on with my business. Why don't you die? If you want to die, you die. The old man said, really? Do you really want to see me die? He said, yes, I want to see you die. The old man lied down, put his face towards the Qibla, one hand under his cheek, and he said, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he was born. Hidayah came to Fariduddin Attar, and everything changed. My brothers, there is a mayat, and this is a reminder. A person that gave his life for the sake of Allah. The day that he's got, the majmuah that he has. For us it should be a reminder that let me turn to my Allah. Let me do something for my Allah. I've done enough for myself. Let me do something for the deen of Allah. We are here to go. The deen of Allah Ta'ala is here to stay. Let me make khidmat of something that is here to stay till the day of Qiyamah. And let us be, let this be an inspiration for us. And let us take a lesson that one brother has left this world. He gave his life for the sake of Allah. Let me also give my life for the sake of Allah. May Allah Ta'ala grant him the highest of Jannatul Firdaus, Jamil, and make him make may Allah Ta'ala make him an inspiration for each and every one of us and our progeny. So inshallah, brothers, the announcement that Mulana asked me to make is that there will be a slight delay with the Janaza Salat. We're just waiting for the ulama and the brothers to come from the other nearby masjids. Then inshallah the janazah will be performed after the Sunnah Salat, that is after the Faris and the Sunnats. Then Inshallah, we'll perform the janazah. Mulana has also informed me that Inshallah, after the, the Juma, the Juma collection that takes place for this week and next week, Inshallah, it will be towards the cause of those victims of the Pakistan floods. May Allah Ta'ala create ease for all of them. Brothers, before we read our sunnah, let us read three times, Qul Allah, and send the thawab to our Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the whole Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam.